Thought Bubble Audio. Up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who <laughs> are I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles! Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my crime-fighting friend, Frank. How are you today? Doing pretty good, bud. Doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing pretty well, Frank. I love cherishing anniversaries of things, Frank, is what's really important. Yeah. And this is the anniversary of nothing between us, except for our weekly anniversary of recording this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that was a weird. I thought you were going, I thought you were going a different direction with that, but sure. Yeah. Oh, it is. You, where, weekly, where was I going? I, I, don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> the anniversary of the thing we're going to talk about. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it is another week that we get to talk to each other, and that's a very good week indeed. Indeed. What are you drinking while we talk to one another? I am about to open up a Bentwater Brewing Company Lady Vacay Salted Blonde Ale. Ooh, that yeah. sounds really good. It is Salted Blonde great. Ale. Yeah. So these guys, uh, Bentwater Brewing, they're at, right out of Lynn, Massachusetts. I went to their brewery just a couple weeks ago um, on, uh, on a Saturday night. My wife and I just after dinner, we went out to the brewery. It was really cool. And we bought a six pack because we liked this so much. We tried it at the brewery. Um, Lady Vacay is a uh, bougie little blonde with a salty side. Uh, Brewed with wheat and sea salt, this summer girl sips like a saint and swears like a sailor. Mm. So it's it's may not be summer right now, but it's a uh, this is a damn good beer no matter what time of year. So I'm enjoying enjoying the heck out of this. Bentwater Lady Vacay. That sounds really good. That sounds really good. I wish I could try it, Frank. Oh, but well, that's all right. But, but alas, gluten-free beer is the way for, beers me for now, now in the future. That's okay. That's okay. But I did find another one, Frank, besides omission. Oh. You're ready for this. What you got? I I know. I have an Ipswich Celia Saison. Oh, I didn't know Ipswich did gluten-free. Me either. It was a wonderful discovery, huh. Frank. Twas a wonderful discovery. It's got that kind of, you know, orange peel, Belgian, you know, usual saison kind of sure kind of style to it. It's it's light as most gluten as all gluten free beers are because sure. you know it's the gluten that makes the beer heavy, really truly. But it's it's really good. I do recommend if you're not feeling like your tum tum wants uh, something to be, you know, full. Yeah. Then I recommend and I recommend that I would do. I will send you. I will send you the beer. So, well, not the beer itself. I will send you what it is so sure. you can add it to the show notes as you usually do because you're really good at your job. Got it. All right. Adding it now. That is awesome. That is so cool. Uh, wow. I'm very impressed. I'm, I was, I'm very impressed with Ipswich. You know, just generally the town itself, you know, <laughs> be, you know, but then 
but then also because of the beer and the because of the beer. So yeah, life's good. So life's cool. Good that way. Huh. So Frank recently, so yes. very recently, twas the twenty fifth anniversary of Batman: Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah, it was. Yes. Yeah, can you believe it? Twenty five years. Five years. Was it twenty five years? Yeah, twenty five years. Pretty sure that's correct. Twenty five years. Yeah, it would be nineteen ninety three. Yes. So yes, yeah. I am correct. Twenty five. Twenty five years. Wow. My God. My God. It actually came out Christmas Day. So they showed it in theaters a little early. Okay. But Palmer, you know, co-host of Academy Rewind, sometimes of this podcast, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I went to go watch said movie in the movie theater because, you know what? I didn't get to see it when it came out right. the first time. And Mask of the Phantasm is probably my favorite Batman movie. You've said this. You've said this. And I was very surprised. Why were you surprised? Well, only that that one of the you know b- uh, bigger live action ones didn't didn't have that distinction. I was I was just surprised. Well, here's the thing: I like most of those movies. Disclaimer: most yeah, of them. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, and I think that while all most of them really have their merits as you know good films, I pull apart things about Batman in each film. Let's take dark. Let's take um, Batman Begins. You know, it's going along fine. It's going along fine. It's all good. It's all good. I won't kill you, but I don't have to save you. Yeah, that's just second degree murder. Yeah, Batman. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's not <laughs> like that's like oh stupid. Like you know, what I mean? like it's. I feel about that scene the way that you feel about Superman snapping Zod's neck in oh, Man okay. of Steel. It's still murder. Like yep. you, 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 not saving him is still murdering him. Sure, like stupid. It's just stupid. Anyway, so you know, like even though I recognize the rest of that movie as being quite good and being a good depiction of that character, that's that's a fundamentally flawed version of Batman. Mm. It goes against all. It goes against a huge chunk of who he is as a person, and that tract continues in the rest of the Dark Knight trilogy. Truly, um. You know, I guess murdery Batman is a big part of all Batman films. You know, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter which one. Even Batman and Robin, he's a murderer. I mean. Right. I mean, it's technically Robin and Batgirl that do it, but still. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They're all connected. You know sure, what I mean? Sure. Yeah. There's, there's plenty of blame to go around. Right. And so I love those movies for what they for what they are and the joy that they give me and blah, blah, blah and all that stuff. But it's a flawed version of the character that I love. Sure. And Mask of the Phantasm is not it's it is a and not because i love batman the animated series to which i do but even but my favorite episode of batman the animated series is batman mask of the phantasm Hmm. like you know like if people say like oh what's the best thing that come out of that show i say the movie yep okay because because it it toes the line exactly exactly where it should here's batman the detective here's batman the here's batman the like um i don't know angsty lonely vigilante Mm. um but here's also you know batman with a wry sense of humor here's the action It, it it has everything it the high moral value you know you're doing it wrong and i'm doing it correctly you know like i'm doing it correctly yeah you know i you know you may not be saving them from you know the car flying out the window and smashing into a skyscraper but you know i didn't know it was going to happen you know or yeah whatever yeah 
So that's why that movie to me works because it tells you everything you need to know about Batman from you, start to finish. So would you say that it's it's your favorite because it, it's because it is a well-rounded picture of Batman that shows every facet or every major facet of this character and what makes him so great? Uh, yes, but I mean there are other movies that also do that. You know, there are, it's not the this is not the this is not the only one to do to do that, but it's it's I think it's the I think every other part of the movie works well. Mm. You know, I think mm-hmm. I think of, I think other characters are interesting. The story itself is intriguing. It it, it is a good mystery if you haven't seen it a bajillion times. Sure, in, in, it's like um, and it's not it hasn't been spoiled for you over the years. I think the design of the film is very cool. The music is spectacular. Like really top notch Shirley Jackson, Shirley Jackson, Shirley Walker, Shirley Walker yeah, at her best, Shirley Walker at her best. Actually, so the music. So she was actually having a hard time writing the main theme for this film. No kidding. Because they wanted it to be different than just the opening to the television show. Mm-hmm. And and so she, who did she turn to? Hans Zimmer. Nice. Her buddy, Hans Zimmer, who had was not like the Hans Zimmer yet, if you know what I mean. Like pre-Lion King Hans Zimmer. This is pre-Lion King Hans Zimmer. Exactly. That's exactly where I was going with this. And so if you watch the opening of the the movie, the first thing you hear is drums. (laughs) And you're like, and once you hear it, you're like, like, oh my God, that's a Hans Zimmer piece. God, that makes so much sense now that you tell me that. It's it's that's a Hans Zimmer arrangement right there is what that is. And then it's that's a fun piece because it's that fake vocal singing where they're like they're not actually like the vocalists aren't actually using any words. They're not even singing in Latin. They're actually singing the credits backwards. Stop. Yeah, they're used. They're just all the names of the people that worked on the movie backwards. Oh, my yeah. God. That's insane. I know. It's just very cool. And that's that's the Han, that's the Hans Zimmer effect. It's it's a beautiful wow. thing. Yeah, sure. Wow, yeah. the drums and the voices. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Do you know the, Do you know like the the making of this movie, the origin of the, like how this movie I got made? I don't. I don't. Okay. But I would love for you to tell me. Well, allow me to enlighten you, my friend. So basically, they were working on this movie at the same time as producing the show. And okay. you know, so Bruce Tim, Eric Donsky, um Paul Dini, like the you know, the guys that made you know, that made Batman the animated series, they were also making the movie at the same time because Warner Brothers was like, hey, your show's popular. You should also make a, quote, direct-to-video movie. Okay. I Okay, yes, yes. I think I knew that it was originally supposed to be direct-to-video. It was supposed to be direct-to-video, and a couple months into production, they only had eight months to make the movie while also working on the show, which is a super fast turnaround for an animated movie. Most animated movies take years, years to make and eight months they did this. And this is the same, like all the same animators and everything that were working on the show as well. It's the episode. They were making a show and making a movie at the same time. They were storyboarding and breaking down and writing scripts for, 60 episodes of a television show because it was only in their first and second season at that mm-hmm. point and mm-hmm. then and also and also making a movie wow and then a couple months into production 
Warner Warner Brothers executives came and they were like, "Hey, we're going to release it in theaters too." Hmm. And they were like, "Ah, no. You can't. <laughs> you can't do that because because we're like we're making this animation like based on it's going to be on a 13-inch screen. Right. Not on it's going to be on you know, you know, 20 feet of a right, screen right, or right. whatever whatever it is, you know, and so like the animation isn't ready for that so they had to go back and like fix a bunch of stuff and like oh, wow. make it look prettier the whole movie was even originally going to be in 3d like they were going to make it like a 3d model in the computer oh uh, oh i see yeah the only like pixar remnants, style exactly pixar style before pixar right and, and that was scrapped the only remnant of that is the opening credit sequence it shows gotham and it's all computer generated so this could have been this could have been toy story like this, this could have been, been the first all computer generated animated film. That's correct. Wow. Yep. Batman: Mask of the Phantasm, first computer generated film. Yeah, I'm glad it wasn't. Yeah. Just like if you go back and watch Toy Story now. Oh yeah, it does not look as good. It does not look as good. But no, that's some why of it they does. Were so smart. That's why they were like, well, let's okay, everything we make looks like plastic. Hey, I know. Let's have a movie where all the characters are made of plastic exactly it's genius and right. they do like a very good job at avoiding looking at humans as much as possible yes right, right? you don't even it's, see andy's face and his mom's face for most of the movie that's right it's and when you do you're like oh god yeah right like right. it's very are. brief oh yes yeah it does not work um but i mean toy story is great movie still holds oh, up still, still holds hilarious up. so um so yeah, so they it was just a really, really, really truncated group of time. The movie itself is kind of very, 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 very loosely based on Batman Year Two, which mm. is the sequel to ba- Frank Miller's Batman Year One and David Mazzucchelli's Batman Year One, uh, into which the Reaper comes to town. Mm-hmm. He's got little, he's got like giant hooks for hands. Like I know what you did last summer, or Captain Hook, but ginormous. Mm. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm Stinky Pete, you know. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I was talking about. I <laughs> so, um, so, um, so we get this, you know, created. We get this created version, this new version for the show called, or for the movie called The Phantasm, mm-hmm. who is never called the Phantasm once in the entire film. Oh wow. It's like the Phantom Menace. Yeah. Who's the Who's the Phantom? Oh, it's Billy Zane. Oh, he's in this movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, just like that. Oh, it's Billy Zane. Yep. <laughs> yep. Who's the Phantom Menace? It's Billy Zane. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. I'm not going to bother to describe. Well, like, no, don't I'm, explain I'm, it. It's fine. I'm, People I'm who get gonna... it get it. email us if you get it. Beer with Geeks. Yeah, that's right. Oh my goodness! So anyway, so that's that's kind of how the movie. So then it was released. Uh, it was released on Christmas Day, and it did not do well in theaters because they didn't really market it at all. They were like, ah, ah, "Here's the movie," and they right, like, threw it. Right. In, OW kind of like threw it into theaters, and then because they decided pretty much last minute to to put it in there, and so right. it found his audience on home release, like many things did in those days, and and, and it was intended to do. As it was intended to do, that's right, and it is just a stellar piece of work. It's it, it. This movie, I think, really also allowed for Mark Hamill to stretch his Joker because the Joker in the show 
is fine. Like, he's good because he's Mark Hamill and he's the Joker and he's the best one and blah, 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 all that stuff. But, like, the Joker that people kind of think of, you know, especially even when it comes to, like, oh, Mark Hamill playing the Joker, like, you know, Batman the Animated Series, that was good. You go back and watch those Joker episodes, whichever ones he's in, and then you watch Mask of the Phantasm, and you're like, that's the Joker I was remembering. Mm-hmm. It's the Mask of the Phantasm one. I was going to ask you that. Yeah. Is that what people are really remembering? Is it that? I think that's what they, I think that's what they're remembering. It, he's got a, he is the same character, but he's just, the whole movie is just slightly edgier, just very, very slightly, not in a way that you're like, oh my God, this is offending my child's sensibilities or anything like that, but it's just a smidge darker, a little mm-hmm. bit more serious. There's a little like blood on the lips and running out the nose and, you know, like people die, like actually die, you know, and like, and the Joker, by the time he shows up, really plays into that. And there's some, like, subtext humor, like, um, you know, like, domestic, like, almost like animal abuse. Like, you know, like, he goes in and, like, you know, like, kicks the rusty robot dog out. And, you know, but that's his home. He, you know, you know, he's kind of talking to himself in a cute way, but he's also, like, maybe intonating that, like, Maybe he does weird things with those robots. Sure, like, sure. You know, right, he has right, those right. conversations. Wink, wink, like, nudge, nudge. Yeah, you know, getting in the mood tonight. You know, mm-hmm, like you mm-hmm. know all that. So I don't know. There's some, there's some real, real creepy Joker stuff. Yeah, for sure. And it, and it just lends itself to the Joker that he eventually becomes in Batman Beyond: Return of the Joker and the mm-hmm. Arkham games and like where he's really allowed to stretch mm-hmm. his creepy jokerness but it all started with there and i think the um i don't know there's something about batman putting on his costume for the first time that i i really like just as a just as a comic fan that first time he puts on the cape and cowl and he's like yeah this feels right this feels mm-hmm. good holds mm-hmm. two coffee mugs you know like <laughs> yeah you know whatever <laughs> and <laughs> um yeah and in this that scene in coupled in how it's under the movie because he you know he he finds out some devastating news that I won't spoil here that I'm sure you remember mm-hmm no it's not his parents dying and um <laughs> yeah not much and of a spoiler get, that Right, he gets some news, and then it transitions right into him putting on the costume for the first time and like freaking Alfred out, you know. And yeah, it's just it's just a very well constructed scene. The whole movie, and it has one of my favorite things in the whole world: Batman standing at his parents' grave. Like, of course, not of Bruce, course. Sta- not Bruce at his parents' grave. That's fine. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Batman standing there because that is it's all wrapped together. The whole right. reason that he's there in that costume is because of them. He should, for a very poetic reason, go visit that grave, not even crime alley, their grave mm-hmm. in that costume. Mm-hmm. And it's the only movie to actually do that, to actually give you that. Yeah. And I just like it. Some of them come some, so close. They come so close. You know, Michael Keaton visits crime alley in Batman 89 and the graveyard of the Waynes themselves exist in Batman V Superman, which Bruce visits in his dream and, you know, and in um, Dark Knight Rises, you know, like, so it's everyone's just so close, but nobody's put that on film yet. They're always kind of hovering around it. There's always like there's you could just move one or two pieces and get to get you there. But for whatever reason, they just skirt by it. It's crazy. I wish that there were movies like this 
for other heroes though like like the almost like the the perfection of these characters the way that every single one of them is so perfectly crafted to be exactly everyone's like universally accepted version of the character like you don't watch this movie and be like that's not the joker or that's not batman or that's not alfred or commissioner gordon or whatever like they act exactly no matter what kind of fan and no matter what kind of the story of like superhero story you like telling like or Batman story, they're exactly all who they should be. They are archetypes of themselves, right? Like, and, and they're, yeah, and they're archetypical storylines. Mm-hmm. That's a great, that's an excellent way of putting it. And I wished films like this existed for say like Superman, the animated series or justice league or something like that. Some, like some of those episodes are great, you know, yes. but not, you know, and you have like Starcross the movie for Justice League, which was also, yep. you know, that but that was also episodes of the television show, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and like you had Superman versus Brainiac for Batman the Animated Series. Sure. But that, that was not the caliber of not even not close. even close. No, no, no. And so, like, I just really wish that there was something where you're like, wow, that's a that's a completed film. Exactly how I wanted everybody to be. Yeah, I, the Bruce Tim team ha- does that a lot. Mm-hmm. They they do that a lot. A lot of there are a lot of episodes of you know Justice League Unlimited that are sort of like here's the archetype of the question. Here's the archetype of uh, Green Arrow, Black Canary. Like you know what I mean? Like they they did that really really well. Um, distilling and, the essence, they're very good at distilling that, the yes, essence distilling the, the essence of the character down into a twenty minute episode or. In the case of this, a 90 minute movie or or, uh, you know, think about the three episode premiere of Superman, the animated series that to me is like it's got a great, you know, all the entire cast of characters down to the Daily Planet staff and Lex and his all that is all there from the beginning. Yep, I completely I 100 percent agree with you. It is that's actually it is an ex that is an excellent um premiere and that one's different than batman the animated series that's a three-part premiere yeah that they like they basically made a movie it, and yeah you know, they made a movie and, and aired it in, in on, on tv yeah yeah the first episode is all krypton all of it mm-hmm. the, you know yeah yep. man this is good it's good stuff um i was gonna ask you a question but i forgot what it was so let me tell you the story and then or and then see if i, I remember so I saw this movie on the big screen for the first time. Yes. It was kind of the point of all of this. Right. And I never, when I heard before that, like, oh, no, the animation wasn't, you know, it wasn't really meant for the big screen. So blah, blah, blah. I didn't get it until I actually saw it on the big screen. And there were a couple of, there were just a few moments, very, very minimal. But there were a few where I was like, wow, that is actually not good on the big screen. There's like one uh. where like, like Andre is like pupil one is like looking up and one's looking down no like kidding. like a like a like she has googly eyes oh or something my God. like that and really? i was like i never would have noticed that even on like a 50 inch screen at home or anything yeah. like that i never would have noticed that but wow but on a giant screen like that wow that's super noticeable i can see why you were they were nervous yeah because two animation companies one's really good and one's just okay and so sometimes you can tell when the just okay animation company had the reins right exactly yeah because it really was just okay it was just okay i mean it was a different you know it was meant for a small screen they they didn't fill in that much detail and and things like that you have a lot of i imagine i haven't seen it on a large screen but i imagine a lot of it looks like oh yeah this is not visually that impressive some of it it's just sort of like hmm no, the beginning is v- very impressive. Sure, and that most, I can see. Most of the phantasm scenes are 
spectacular. You know, the the graveyard and uh, the parking complex and all that stuff is that that's really 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 well done. There was a moment I noticed that they moved the bat computer in the movie from where it is in the television show. Oh, interesting. And I said I turned to Palmer and I said I want an episode with just Bruce and ba- and Alfred moving the bat computer from one <laughs> area to another and like one two three left. Are we going on on three or are we? Are we? And it just. Damn it, Alfred. And then like one trips and like half the computer falls over the edge because there are no railings. And you're like, ah, oh, now I just have to buy a new one. <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh, sir, did you know there are no plugs over here? What? <laughs> oh, like, Not in a call electrician. It, nope. Moves, moves back computer back. End of episode. <laughs> like, <laughs> I wanted to see the one where he calls the bat electrician to fix to put the more plugs over there. Alfred, do you, I need a bat? Like I need a blind and deaf and mute electrician, <laughs> please. Like they'll never uh, know my secret. He'd just read books on on being an electrician, just learn it himself. I think he already learned th- it himself. He, yeah, I think he would know that already. I would think so. Wouldn't get far without that. No, in his, no, in that his line of work. Compu- no, he just brings the computer down to the cave and he goes, "All right, well, it's down here. Sure, I can't." Yeah. I can't well, I can't I can't plug it in anywhere, it's but it's, it's certainly down here. Yep. And the electricity bill for the, um, for oh, Wayne man. Manor must be astronomical. Crazy. Yeah. I yeah. would assume that the, all of it actually runs on generators. That is always kind of in my understanding. You know what? And and if it were 2018, it would be like carbon neutral and like all solar energy. Sure. Solar you energy know? in a cave. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. You know, he'd get it from somewhere else. Come on. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. Even if he had a bunch of, he had a solar panel farm like at the manor, just like him, yeah. t- tucked away in the corner. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I did love this. This movie is is great though. The only thing about watching a movie you know really well, like yeah. really well, like beat for beat, line for line, anything like that, watching it on a big screen or not, your mind does kind of wander just slightly. Really, even you know even I mean? still. Yeah, you're not completely absorbed in what you're seeing like i can i can from start to finish like go through this movie the way that like we could go through star wars sure sure yeah yeah, something like that you just you just kind of you kind of know it you know like the back of your hand oh hey that's new (laughs) yeah you know you're right when i've been making that joke for years and you're the first person to laugh (laughs) (laughs) well it's a visual it's a visual joke in an audio medium, so we'll see how it goes. But yeah, yeah that's I, true. That's <laughs> I true. think people that, get it. You know, that joke is from the movie Robots. Do you remember I, that movie? No. Yeah, with Robin no. Williams and Ewan McGregor, I think. Oh, or, my God. Wait. Yeah. yeah I don't think a, I knew that's what it was called. I think I probably that, just caught it on like ABC once or something. That That's a robot. That's a Robin okay. Williams joke in that movie. I know the yeah. city like the back of my hand. Hey, that's new. Yeah, <laughs> I think I've seen that clip. I think I must have seen that clip. Somewhere. I've never seen the movie. I've only seen the trailer and it's in the yeah. trailer. Okay. Got it. Got it. Uh, Robin Williams at his finest. <sighs> what were you going to say? I don't remember. We're talking about Robin Williams now. Um, we should probably we should probably button this up before I go down another tangent. Okay. Um, your third button from the bottom is undone. Mm. Now, which button ah. of mine is undone? I see. Is this the uh, game that we're playing now? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> please no can we not no thank you please oh man it's because we recorded an an episode of supergirl before doing this frank yes that is correct 
and that is that is what's happening to us. We've deteriorated. We have broken much down. Like, we are broken much, men. Much like Batman. Much, much like the very much like that, yes. Like the relationship between Andrea and Bruce. Like that is that is where we are. But anyway, so my my pitch to people who have not seen this, mm. if you're looking for a good seventy five minutes of your life, I just watch this movie. If you have a passing interest in Batman, I this is this is the outside of probably the Dark Knight is probably the best depiction of the character on on screen. I think it's better, but um, because there are a couple things in the Dark Knight that you go, oh, Batman, what are you doing? Just, yeah, yeah. Just stop. But, um, but mostly, this is just a tremendously well done film for and just an incredible feat of filmmaking for eight months of work mm-hmm. while working already a full time, like working full time on another bit of animation. It's just insane how they were able to make this film. Mm. So. Would yeah. recommend five out of five. Go watch. Enjoy yourself. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. Frank, where can the people find us? People can find this episode and all the episodes uh, at beerwithgeeks.com. That's you'll find the show notes. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at Beer with Geeks, uh, on Facebook, Beer with Geeks. Uh, you can f- uh, find us on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, anywhere you find your podcast, you will find Beer with Geeks. Um, just just search for us. Just search for us. We're there. Check us out, beerwithgeeks.com. Uh, thoughtbubbleaudio.com is uh, that's what we're part of. That's our the name of our network. That's where you'll find lots and lots and lots of fine shows like Academy Rewind, where Tim uh, and Palmer talk about every Oscars film. Exactly. Every Best Picture nominee ever. Ever. ever it's a huge undertaking it listen is. to the show to make it worth my time exactly it's fantastic and also to make it worth his time you can head on over to patreon.com slash thought bubble audio um and uh, kick in uh, a buck or two a month and help keep these shows alive it's only you know a buck a month it's a quarter per show seems to be something most people can can swing it's pretty so, good that's well, it for me, my friend. Thank you for telling me all about the making of this film. That was fascinating, and I, I'm, I'm, I come back. I come out of this uh, a smarter man than I, uh, than I came in. Thank you. I'm sure you can use all of this knowledge at work tomorrow. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, very applicable. Yeah, very, very applicable. Well, okay. Well then, until next time. Cheers. cheers.